Hi, everyone. Welcome to Young Adulting Podcast. I'm Grace Atwood. And I'm Becca Freeman. And we're here to talk to you about books. Bad books. Bad books. But books that are so bad they're good. Exactly. And today's is exactly that. It had me in a rabbit hole. I read it in like a day and then I read the sequel in like another day and then I started the TV show. But we're going to talk about all that after we go through our highs and lows of the week. Wait, should we tell them what the book is? Yes, the book is Famous in Love. Yes. So get ready for that. But first, I mean, just the title, Famous in Love. Oh, so good. But first, let's do some highs and lows. Yeah. Grace, what was your high? So... It's funny because we record these ahead of time, but um, as you listen to this, I will have just gotten back from my very first yoga retreat in Cuba, um, and I am about to leave for that this week, and I'm so excited. Um, I cannot wait to explore Cuba. It's in partnership with the Educational Tourism Board over there, so besides doing yoga twice a day, we're going to be taking all over Havana. We're going to be seeing all different things, um, different art museums and and things there. Um, I think we're going hiking. Like we're really going to get to explore Cuba, which is going to be amazing. That sounds so cool. Cuba has been on the top of my travel list and one of your Instagram faves from a few weeks ago, Anna. Anna, Yes. What's her Instagram? Anna, New York. Anna, New York. Um, was just in Cuba and I was watching all of her Instagram stories about it and it just looked amazing. She just sent me like a list of like a lot of places to go and I'm super overwhelmed, but I have to like sit down and write them all down. I am nervous though, because, um, I'm not going to have any Wi-Fi while I'm there. So it's, I'm just basically going off the grid, which is going to be, it's like unheard of as a blogger, influencer, whatever I am. Um, but it's so necessary. I think that'll be awesome not to have internet and just to be totally away from your phone and unplugged. I cannot wait, to be honest. Um, the other high um, was from last week, but it's in real time now. Um, I had the coolest meeting with Space NK. Um, Space NK is one of my favorite, favorite places to shop for beauty products because they have so many cool indie brands and um, like really niche products. And they did this thing um, where they invited bloggers and editors and every single brand had a little booth so it was almost like a career fair but for beauty so I went from table to table to table and I met and discovered all these new brands I'm currently testing like like 50 new products um and I just felt like I learned so much and got to discover all sorts of new natural products um like really high-tech products it was a really awesome afternoon That's so fun. You know what I love about Space NK? When they do their twice yearly beauty gift thing where it's like the gift with purchase and then they give you this bag that no joke has like 50 things in it. It's insane. And it's all travel size. Actually, what I'm packing for Cuba, it's over there next to us, Becca, is all things from that because they give you little travel sizes of tons and tons of new products. It's awesome. It's like a you get a lot for your money. So I always save up my really expensive Space NK purchases for twice a year and try to do it then so I can get the really good gift with purchase. It's the best gift with purchase, I think, out there. I think it is. There's yeah. some part of me that was trained really young in life because of Clinique gift with purchase. Oh my God, same. That I look forward to a good gift with purchase. Like, I love that we amount. were both, like, we haven't ever talked about it, but we were both such big Clinique users when mm-hmm. we were younger. I think everyone was. Everyone was. But that gift with purchase, I remember I bought my first lipstick ever when I was like in eighth or ninth grade. Was it Black Honey? 
No, it was um, one of their almost lipsticks, but it was like a pink color. Black Honey was probably my second one because mm. I remember thinking it looked really scary, but then another girl in class had it and I was like, oh, I need that. I feel like I used to wear a lot of Clinique lipsticks and like, mind you, this is in like the mid nineties that were all brown. That was very hip at the time, but would be very unfortunate in hindsight. It was super hip, but I always did like a rosy pink because I was Ugh. too scared of the brown. Ugh, good I for wasn't you. cool, but um, the brown was what was definitely more trendy. Yeah. What was your high? Oh, so my high is that this is my last week at work. So in real life, this is my last week at work. When you're listening to this, it will have been last week. So hopefully, like, sending really good vibes to future Becca because hopefully she is super relaxed. But this is my last week. I've been on this epic farewell tour of all kinds of fun outings with all of my coworkers, which has been so fun. I love everyone I work with, and it honestly made it the hardest decision to leave because everyone I work with is so amazing, but I am getting really excited for my downtime. I'm taking a work free seven weeks. I do not want to answer a work email. I do not want to take a meeting. I do not want to think about work. Part of it will be in Asia and part of it. I just want to bum around New York. I am so excited. I've started making a list of all the things I want to do with my time off. I want to go to movies during the day. I want to, find a way to get involved in politics for the next election. I want to read so many books. I want to exercise in the morning. I want to cook. I, I want to be really lazy. I am. That doesn't sound lazy, (laughs) but it's like investing in myself. It's like self care. Yes. Yes. So I am so excited for my seven weeks off. I am so excited for you and jealous. And we get to record our podcast during the week now. Oh my God, thank God. We always do weekends now because Becca has a day job. So yeah, or nights. Yes. So and we're nights gonna, can be hard. We're gonna be like really shiny and on our game the next time you listen to us. Yes. Yeah. What about lows? So my low, it wasn't a real low um, because I did a week of Saqqara, which is a plant-based kind of diet. It's like delivery and I love it. The food is so delicious, but it makes me so bloated while I'm doing it. That's not, it's not supposed to make you bloated. Why are you bloated from it? I think my body isn't used to only eating vegetables. Mm. Like my body's like, where's the meat? Mm. So I have been like pretty bloated. Like there was a photo taken of me at an event and my stomach was just like out. Um, but it, I, I just finished and I feel amazing. I feel lighter. I, like my, I'm no longer bloated because now I'm back to eating like healthy, but definitely I definitely eat meat and I definitely eat a little bit of gluten here and there. So is that salad you're eating from Saqqara? It is because last night I opted to not eat the Saqqara dinner. What did you eat instead? A chicken biscuit from Pies and Thighs. Oh my God. So it good. Was so, it was so amazing after a week of like all plant-based food. Yeah. Um, so I live very close to Pies and Thighs in Brooklyn and it's like my guilty pleasure to get the chicken biscuit. Oh, I was also really bad last night. I had Cacho Pepe at Vicks. Oh, so good. You went to Vicks without me? I'm I feel sorry. like that's our place. I'm sorry. Rude. I didn't really prepare a low. I forgot. And you're, you're just going to have to cut me some slack. It's my last week of work and I'm, my mind's elsewhere, but I'm just going to jump on Grace's bandwagon of being 
feeling bloated and kind of feeling gross after so much travel and just eating so much. I'm excited to eat really healthy once I have some time off and not be on my farewell tour. I'm eating and drinking a lot. So I'm excited to get into a nice little routine. It's really, it's really nice to feel like you're, you're taking good care of yourself. Yeah. So before we get into the book, we have something to ask you that we want feedback on. Yes. So we're trying to figure out the right format for us to talk about books. So the first thing is we've had some people send us emails and tell us that they want more discussion and less summary. But then we've also had other people tell us that they don't even read the books, but they love hearing us walk them through the books and talk about them. So today we're going to try something a little different. We're going to put all of the plot summary right up front, try to do it in three minutes or less, and then just be full on discussion. But we'd love to hear from you about what you like and don't like. And, you know, we won't we won't be offended by any feedback. So shoot us an email at youngadultingpod at gmail.com and let us know what you'd like to hear about. And then I'll just, I'll drop this. One other thing that came up in our Facebook group, and if you're not a member of our Facebook group, you should definitely join. It's so fun. Somebody suggested that we also talk about adult books. So if you're going to send us an email, let us know if you'd also like to hear about some adult fiction as well as young adult fiction on the podcast. So that's kind of the disclaimer before we get into it. So Grace, you want to kick us off and and try to walk us through the plot of Famous in Love as quickly as possible so that we can chat. Oh my God, under three minutes. Okay, I'm going to do my best. Um, So this book is about a cute girl called Paige, and she is a totally normal teenage girl living in Portland, Oregon. So she um, is super, super into drama, and she tries out to be the lead in a movie franchise, which is kind of like... um, It's basically, think of like Twilight or something. So it's this big, huge movie franchise coming out um, based on a best-selling series of books, and she gets the role. So what ends up happening is she is sent to Hawaii where she goes on set with two castmates, Jordan and Rainer, and they're both former child stars, and so they're, you know, very experienced and have been kind of around the block in Hollywood, whereas this is her first movie. So she immediately falls for Rainer and they start dating, but then Jordan shows up later and it turns out she also has feelings for him. So a lot of the plot is a love triangle between the three of them. Uh, And some background is that Jordan and Rainer used to be best friends, but had a huge falling out when Rainer's ex supposedly left him and slept with Jordan. Yeah, so that's intense. And Jordan kind of has the reputation of being like this bad boy and like this troubled um, teenage star. And we kind of learn that that's not exactly the case. So the book ends at the movie premiere and we hear this big fight between Jordan and Rainer's dad. And um, Rainer's dad admits to trying to seduce Rainer's ex-girlfriend, Brittany. Um, And Brittany had only just gone to Jordan, confided in him, And it turns out they'd never slept together. Um, But then that embroils this whole new scandal with Rainer's dad. Um, He's actually kind of like a a Weinstein-esque type of predator. Um, And that gets out and it's going to be in the news. So Paige is at like a press junket to promote the movie at the premiere. And she 
is ready to give her decision to Rainer about whether she wants to be with him or be with Jordan. And having just found out the the big news about his father, uh, she tells Rainer that she wants to be with him. But in the narration, uh, it tells us in her inner monologue that she's actually made a huge mistake by picking him. Yes. So let's get into discussion. I think that's everything, the bare bones of what you need to know. That's kind of what you need to know. Okay. So the first thing I want to say is that I thought there was something that was like really fun and winky that this is a series. What is winky? I'm looking at your notes. I've never heard the word winky before. Like a wink. Like it's like, uh, it's like an inside joke. Okay. I thought you had a typo and were meaning to say wonky. No, no, no. It's like a wink. I'm positive that that's a word. It's like a <laughs> nod to something. I've never heard that used, but now I'm going to say it. I'm going to keep saying it a okay. lot until it catches on. Okay. So I think there's something so winky about this that it's a book series about a series with a huge fandom and like a movie. Like obviously it's this book is knows its audience where it's catering to people who love book series and it's like the inside track on a, you know, Twilight-esque yeah. Fandom. I don't know. I thought there was something that was like very meta and very cute about that. In a way, it was kind of like that totally different, but that show Unreal, um, which oh. is all about reality shows and what goes into making them. So yes. I felt like that same kind of like juicy, like behind the scenes kind yes. of thrill. Oh my God. So one thing I wanted to ask you, what's your favorite fandom? Like, are you really into Twilight? Are you really into Harry Potter? Like, do you have one that you're just like a diehard fan for? So it's past, but... I was diehard Harry Potter. Like really? I used to like get in line with like all the weirdos who were like dressed up like the Weasley brothers to get the book at midnight when it would come out. Oh man, I didn't read Harry Potter until a few years ago. I'm really stubborn sometimes and I was like these are books for children. I'm not going to like these. I read them all. I loved them. Um but I I feel like I because I read them a little later it wasn't as as much of like a fangirl moment for me. Oh, I was super into it. And like even like my ex-boyfriend and I, I remember we were like in LA and the movie came out and we had to like go and we got like reserved seats for one oh of the cinemas God. and like went. Like um I was real, real into Harry Potter. But I'm not I also was super into Hunger Games and Divergent. Oh, yeah. Like I I read all those books like very quickly when they came out, but then also um watched the movies like in the theater. Oh yeah. I was really big I was a really big fangirl for Twilight. Oh, I, see, I liked Twilight, but you know I'm more into like a dystopian. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like Twilight is the one where I was reading it in kind of real time. Like I think when I read it, the first two books were out, but the last ones weren't. So I was like waiting for them. Yeah. So I... I read Twilight like, in real time as well. Yeah. And I, I definitely saw all the movies. Like I was super into that. And you know what else I just reminded myself of or you reminded me of? Um... I really loved The Magicians. Did you read The Magicians? Yes, and then I watched the TV show. Oh, I didn't watch the, the TV, TV show not because that I, good. I don't have cable. Yeah. Um, you can download it on iTunes. Hmm. It's like, but it's not it's that not good, so I'm not going to do it. So don't do it. Um, but I loved The Magicians, and I also remember like waiting very anxiously for, for the next books in that series. I was right there with you on that. Ugh. Did you read um, Fangirl by Rainbow Rowell? No, I, I don't even know what that is. It's this... It's another book about a fandom where basically it's these two girls who go to college and one of them is super obsessed with this series of books called, I think it's called Carry On. Okay. And um, 
her sister's kind of moving on. They were both obsessed with it and like wrote fanfic, but then um, her sister got to college and made friends and moved on. And she was just still like really into it. Anyway, it's just a really cute book. And I, I've seen it mentioned a few times in our Facebook group and I, I thought it was really cute. I tend to really like rainbow Rowell's books. Okay. I'm Um, adding it to my list. Yeah. It was cute. But, and I also, another thing I loved about this book is I love the plot line of movie star falls for normal girl. Like if I ever see a book that is that plot line, I will read it. So this is right up my alley. Like, you know, I love a love story, but I also love. I'm shaking my head, but also agreeing. Yeah. But I also love a movie star that's going to fall for a normal girl. So I don't know what that says about me, but like, I don't know, Scott Foley or Alexander Skarsgård, like, please fall in love with me. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's real realistic. Do you have like a book plot line that like kind of repeats that you'll always read if you see something that's a, that is that plot line? Oh, that's hard. Cause I, so I was reading this, um, like I was really into Jojo Moyes and all of her books for a long time. And then I realized that they all have this plot, which I actually hate. Um, oh. But I love her as a writer. So I find that she, all of her books that she writes are about like this, like distressed, sad woman that gets kind of saved by a wealthier mm. gentleman. Yeah. And like it almost, so I like her books, but then when I realized that I was reading all of these books that essentially had the same like plot and always the guy like seems kind of douchey at first, but then turns out to have like this heart of gold and the woman is like very pure, but like, and like doesn't want him because of his money, but like he saves her in some way. I kind of like got really turned off by her because mm. I realized that all of her books follow this, this same plot line. They're always totally different. Um, and I got angry about it. Oh, also, I don't know why. I don't like a damsel in distress. I want, like, a strong female lead that can, like, support herself. Well, also, I don't know why I asked you this question, because I know the plot line that you always read over and over, and it's basically anything that's a ripoff of Gone Girl. Oh, that's so true. <laughs> that is so true. If it's a ripoff of Gone Girl, like, I am in. Yeah, like, woman with some, like... The crazy anger issues. Like, what does that say about me? I don't like, know. Destined to die alone and maybe end up in jail for killing someone? Maybe. I don't know. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's, uh, it we, just got dark. We need an awkward segue. Yeah, we do. Oh, wait. So, I wanted to ask you this. Um, when I was reading this, were you into theater in high school? I was super into theater. Like... Not as much in high school, but so there, when I was in um, junior high or middle school, there was this thing called the Harwich Junior Theater, which was the town over from me. And they actually had these like amazing performances. And so I got into that and I was like never like a good enough actress, I guess we'll say, to like get a big part, but I always got little parts. What was the best play that you were in? Um... See, I'm going to mix up what my sisters were and what I was in. I was in Babes in Toyland, and that oh. was really fun. But um, meanwhile, in like slightly less highbrow junior theater, I was Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz. What? For my church play. Oh. Um, so my church always had like a big, um, like the youth group always put on a big play every year. And somehow I got the role as Dorothy. And, like, that was, like, my shining moment. I sing. Like, I have a terrible voice. So, like, God help everyone who heard me singing Somewhere Over the Rainbow. (laughs) I did it. 
And but not well. I am so glad that social media doesn't exist because no one needs to see that. Oh, wow. Yeah. What about you? So I tried out for plays in middle school, and we had a big town play every year. I remember when I was in sixth grade, it was Annie. It was, it was actually The Wizard of Oz when I was in seventh grade. And I tried out every year, and I would get these really bad parts. Like, I would just be somebody standing in the background with no lines. And I was really confused because I thought I was really talented, but then I wouldn't get a good part. And then I realized that I just am not a good actress. So Wait, that reminds me, though, because I have to tell you my other two roles that I got in church plays. I was Aunt Edith in Charlotte's Web, and I was... <laughs> I was John, the brother, in in Peter Pan. They really spread it around. They were so like, they gave like. Did they just pick out of a hat? No, no. Those were my two. We auditioned. Those were my two roles, and then suddenly I got Dorothy. <laughs> so if you keep at it, you can become Dorothy. Apparently, I just quit too soon. You quit too soon. But I, I really thought I should be getting better roles, which is, which is just unearned confidence because I am not a good singer. I probably am a very over-the-top actress, so, yeah. But I liked to think that I was into theater. Theater wasn't into me, was the problem. Oh, so sad. Okay, so let's get into the book. Yes. So I want to talk about the characters and, and what we thought of them. Yes. Okay, so I have a lot to say here. So I am super conflicted on Paige. So, like, okay, on the most basic level, she's the worst type of YA protagonist. Total cliche. Oh my God, total cliche. Like, girl who doesn't know she's pretty or talented, but then a man tells her that she is and she believes him. So, like, I hate that. But then the other thing I was thinking is that I I don't know if I've ever really loved a YA protagonist. So I don't know what that says. But, like, I... I was also thinking more about this and I think she reacts pretty realistically to how someone would feel if they like got thrust into being like an A-list celebrity overnight and was 17. So I I guess like some of her imposter syndrome is, is merited, but like one of the things that I just, I actually would love to hear our listeners thoughts on is like, I think being a teenager is such a vulnerable time and like, most people aren't super confident in themselves and most people are still figuring themselves out. But it's like, how do you make a vulnerable YA character that isn't the girl who doesn't know she's pretty? Like, it would be obnoxious if every character was Blair Waldorf and was like, I'm the best, I'm the queen bee. But, oh my God, like, a lot of these girls in these YA books, like, the whole book is just them figuring out that they're actually, like, lovable and worthy of friendship and and love. That is so true. You know what kind of book I would love to see? What? Is like almost kind of like a sex in the city, but no, not like sex or anything. Like four girls that like kind of come of age together and figure oh, yeah. their, themselves out and like learn from each other, not a man. Oh, yeah. I was also thinking about this recently where there's not that many movies that are about just female friendship where it's not about the characters falling in love. It's about female friendship. Yeah. Like, especially, like, at that younger age. Like, I think they're, we're getting there for, like, our generation, yeah, like, women like in their girls. 30s. And, like, also, like, oh, my God, did you see – I think it came out this weekend, or maybe it's next weekend, Book Club, that movie. I'm dying to see that, I'm but dying it, got, to see it. it got pretty, like, mixed reviews. Oh, I, I need to – like, I got to see that. Oh, book. you know what I'm dying to see? What? Uh, the all-female Ocean's 8. 
Oh, I cannot wait it for that. It comes out on June 8th. Should we go? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Let's go to an afternoon movie because I can. Okay, maybe. I still have to work. Screw you. <laughs> I'll go with my other friends who don't have day jobs. Biggest pet peeve as someone who's self-employed is like all of those friends who are like, I have a day off. Like, let's go out. And I'm like, I still have work. Well, I don't. Yeah. Good for you. Enjoy those seven weeks off. I love going I'm to the movies. I'm not bitter or anything. <laughs> I love going to the movies by myself. So I'll just go without you in the afternoon to spite you. I go all by myself a lot too, but in the weekend. Okay. Um, yeah, I wish there were more good YA books that were just about female friendship. I agree. If you have any suggestions, listeners, go to the Facebook group. And well, go tell to the, us. Yeah, tell us. Or email us or DM us. Yeah. I would love to read that book. Like, did you read Commencement by Courtney Sullivan? No. It's not quite YA. They're in college, but like, that's another good female friendship book. I feel like there's. There's not enough that just aren't about like a a man a, or a boy showing them that they're pretty. Yeah. 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 What did you think about Paige? Um, I found her she was okay. She was likable, but she was annoying. So what really annoyed me was um the whole bit about Cassandra and Jake. Oh yeah, so those are her two best her friends two from best friends. Portland. So at like some point like you know she leaves them and goes to Hawaii and goes to be in this movie and then the two of them get together. And I felt like Paige was really self-absorbed and that she was like, oh, they're probably not hanging out with me because I'm not there. And they're probably doing this because I'm not there. And then she, she was totally thrown off guard when they started dating without her there. And I thought she was just like, I mean, I guess, you know, she is a teenager. I thought she was just super self-absorbed and like really annoying for that. I think she was just naive. Yes, very naive. Um, I never liked these these girls, but I still like eat the books right up. <laughs> what about Jordan and Rainer? What did you think about them? Um, so I thought Rainer was super cheesy. I was like really not into him. I thought that scene where they're in Hawaii and they're, um, they go to that restaurant and he cuts the line, but then pays for everyone else. Like I thought he was like really abrasive there. Um, and I just felt like, you know, him and his flashy blue car with his matching blue sunglasses. I was like, this guy is terrible. I really liked Jordan. I I think you're being too hard on Rainer. I know, because he did have a lot of really redeeming qualities, especially towards the end. I thought that he was super nice to her. He was really protective, and as somebody who had been in Hollywood, was like really trying to help show Paige the ropes and, and be sensitive to the fact that it, everything she was going through was really overwhelming. But I think he, he was... I don't know that he was always doing it for the right reasons. I thought a lot of it was to get attention in the media. I think eventually it was for the right reasons. He, like, he grew to love her and was taking care of her. But I thought their chemistry and their relationship was super lackluster, where it was, like, this really bland, medium relationship. And I don't know why she would think that she should be with him when she had, like, this fireworks chemistry with Jordan, who was, like, a much more humble and well-adjusted person who, like, she was just more excited about him, and he was nicer, (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. What it, so you like Jordan better? Absolutely. I just felt like he was like a real person and just like yeah. was like so sensitive and sweet and like also deeply misunderstood. Yeah. Um, and I felt like his connection to Paige was more strong and, and more genuine versus um, Rainer's, which is just all seemed about being in the spotlight. I totally agree. Um, but 
I don't know if I just wasn't paying close enough attention or if this was just really well done, but the way that the ending happened, it like, so at the very beginning of the book, she's walking at a press conference and it's not clear if it's with Rainer or Jordan. And she talks about their relationship and she, she basically talks about how she made the wrong decision but then at the end it becomes clear that she's talking about how much she loves Jordan but that she made the wrong made the wrong choice by being with Rainer and so I immediately had to go back to the beginning of the book when I got to the end and reread that intro to figure out who she was talking about but I was like oh my god this whole book has not actually been her and Rainer's love story it's like her and Jordan's unrequited love story yes oh yeah, but then the sequel, I mean, I don't want to spoil too much with the sequel, I know. but um, the sequel was pretty satisfying. Oh, yeah. There's supposed to be a third. What? Yeah. This is another one of those where Ooh. there's supposed to be a third, but it's been a long time. Like, I think the last book came out in 2016. Interesting. So the writer, so I started following the writer on Instagram. Oh, God. And she's also really involved in the TV show. So maybe she's just been busy, but I hope she's still planning to deliver the third book. Mm-hmm. But wait. Okay. Can we talk about the TV show? Oh, God. The TV show is a nightmare, but it's, it's not so a nightmare. Good. It's. Why? Why the hell did they cast Bella Thorne to be like this innocent, wholesome girl? Oh my God. So it's really messing with me because Bella Thorne is such a hot mess. Do you follow her on Instagram? No, but I went down a rabbit hole of looking yeah. at her. And like she wears like these see through tops with her nipples showing, like out to lunch, and she's crazy. Oh yeah, she's a hot mess. I also started following her on Instagram and have gone super deep. But um, I was watching. The show, so basically, because I've been traveling so much and had people staying with me, anytime I get to watch TV is with somebody else, and I'm trying to get other people to watch the show with me, but of course, nobody wants to. So I finally convinced my friend Rachel to watch it with me uh, the other night, and we were watching it, and she's like, This girl is not a really good actress. But then I showed her Bella Thorne's Instagram relative to who she is on screen, and I was like, Yeah, but the fact that this hot mess is like pulling off this is pretty impressive. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm with you, though. She's a pretty hot mess. Oh, did you? She also released these two really bad songs last week. Oh, my God. Oh, God. You're, like, really in it. I'm in it. I'm in this rabbit hole. Oh, I'm I'm on her page right now. She is a mess. But also, the whole, like, love triangle is totally different. Oh, everything's different. Everything's different. Like, Rainer's dad character is actually his mom on the tv show yeah. like there's other characters that like don't even exist and in the, the mom book. is sleeping with jordan and jordan oh, yeah. and, and um Paige aren't even involved it's, yeah it's it's like very and yeah it's there's just so much it's so different and also becca what was the movie on that show oh my god grace i have so much to say so it's like every time they show a scene of them filming the movie on the tv show it's a different movie yeah I, so there is a Kindle single. There's like a book that is the locked book on I Kindle. I saw that and when I, I was haven't, looking I haven't the book. read it. So I don't actually know what the book is. But I had to, so I wrote down the description of the book from the Famous in Love book to read to you. Um, because like I have no idea what is going on in the TV show. So the description from the book is a, 
it kind of starts in the middle, but it says about this girl who lands on a magical deserted island after a plane crash. The boy who survives with her, who happens to be her boyfriend's best friend, has some kind of supernatural connection to the island and they fall in love. But she's still also still in love with her boyfriend, who she thinks is dead since all three of them were on the plane together. So that's the description. Yeah. On the TV show, they are time traveling. There are various points where Rainer is in a World War II uniform. Yes. They have children at one point. There's, they're like traveling through an, a time-space like wormhole at one point. Like it makes no sense. It literally sense. makes absolutely no sense. It's almost like they're screwing with us. Yeah. And the sister has to wear a fat suit. Like, it's Oh yeah. It makes no sense. Literally no sense. It's, it is both one of my favorite parts because they have to just be messing with us but also one of my least favorite parts because it's like what the hell is this movie yes agreed it's yeah and we're in season two now and it just becomes less and less clear what this movie is about yeah it's 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 the show is like an enormous hot mess but it's still really fun to watch oh it is giving me really hardcore um 90210 vibes like the reboot 90210 Mm -hmm. where it's real soapy like, everyone is in love with everyone else really briefly. It's, oh, I'm really enjoying it. I'm not enjoying it, but I watch it anyway because I can't not. Well. I hate myself. I'm enjoying it. Ugh. So anyways, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know where to go, how to go back to the book because I'm now also mixing up the book with the TV oh, yeah. show and, like. Let's move on to our obsessions. Yes. Let's move on to our obsessions. The books are great. The TV show, we're not so sure on. I'm sure on the TV show. I'm not. <laughs> I think it is. I mean, it's bad, but if you know that going in, it's soapy and addictive. Okay, I agree. Okay. I'll, I'll agree with you there. All right, Becca, what are you obsessed with this week? Okay. So when I was in San Francisco a couple of weeks ago, I was staying at my friend Lauren's house. And staying at Lauren's house is great because she is the biggest beauty junkie I know. So staying with her Bigger is, than me? Yes. Well, more passionate than you. Like, she watches the YouTube videos. She's, okay. like, really on top of, like, the new stuff that's coming out. Like, I feel like you get sent a lot of stuff, but she, like, authentically is, like, seeking out. And buying it with her? Oh, yeah. With, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So staying with Lauren is, like, staying in a Sephora where you can just, like, use everything. Yeah. So, like, you're like, I'm going to try this shampoo. I'm going to try this other stuff. Yeah. It's great. So she made me try these AHA exfoliating pads by this brand called Metacell Labs. And oh my God, they were so good. Well, wait, there's more. So you just, they're like this exfoliate, this like kind of wet exfoliating pad that you drop, you rub on your face at night and you wake up in the morning looking like a newborn. Like it's so great. Do you put moisturizer on over them? After it. Yeah. It's like a. You just, like, rub okay. your face with it. I have a few. I but have- this brand has, like, disappeared. So that's the brand that Lauren uses. But if you go on Amazon, I'm it on says there right now. that they're out of stock and they don't know when they're returning. If you go on Derm Store, which is where she got them, it's, like, not even a brand they carry anymore. So this brand has just fallen off the map. Oh, yeah. Gilt has them and they don't have them there. Yeah. So I bought... Um, some similar ones from First Aid Beauty that... I've tried those. They're good. Okay. So I bought those, but I don't know if they're going to be the same, but I don't know. So I guess, like, 
I need a section of the show where we also ask our readers or our listeners for advice. But if you use an AHA pad, like I'm real in the market. Um, you've got to try L'Oreal Bright Reveal AHA pads. They're Ooh. very, it's a drugstore brand, but yeah. they're like super strong and they leave your skin so smooth. I think I have some. I'll give them to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, after we finish. I'm, I, I'm not a good exfoliator. We've talked about this before. Yeah. And so I feel like this pad makes it a lot easier. But I was, ta- I was at dinner with our friend Jackie when I was in San Francisco. And she works at Sephora at their corporate headquarters. And she was saying, I, was, I always ask her whenever I see her, like, what's the, her newest beauty obsession or whatever. And she's like, it's all about exfoliator. Like, it's, n- nobody is exfoliating enough. So now I feel like I need to get on it. And also, if you want to really take your exfoliation game to the next level, try P50 by Biology Oh, I've been Research. hearing about that everywhere. Oh, my God. It will change your skin. Is it just like solution? Like mm-hmm. it's like a wet, like a yeah. toner kind of? So what the woman who I got a facial with told me to do is she, you actually buy medical gauze, like those little pads. Yeah. And you soak it and then you pat it onto your skin. So you make your own pad. Yeah, you're essentially making your own pad. Oh. It's really okay. good. It's expensive. It's How much is it? It depends. I think it's around $100 for the bottle. Okay. But the bottle is big. Okay. Well, I'm going to try my... I'll try your L'Oreal ones. I'm going to try my First Aid Beauty ones. But, like, I need to get better at exfoliating. I love exfoliating. Tell me your obsession. Oh, my obsession is a very, very exciting one. So a blog reader sent me this Instagram ad for this thing called the feet up trainer. And essentially it came in the mail as this little like bench that has like a padded area for your head to go through and you put your head in it and you stick your arms out and you can go upside down and do a headstand or a, um, hand, like an inversion, a yoga inversion, like very easily. And it is wonderful. I've been doing inversions every day, like putting on my legs against the wall or just like working on my balance, working on my core strength. Um, And I can't wait to see if this helps me while I'm on my yoga retreat to be better with my inversions. Because right now I can do an assisted headstand or handstand against the wall, but I can't get up on my own and I'm still working on forearm stand. If we weren't both wearing dresses, I would make us pause and go try it. Like afterwards, I'm putting shorts on and I'm doing it for you so you can see because it's the best thing ever. Okay. Into it. What about your Instagram account that you're loving? So my Instagram account is this girl, Olivia Munter. So it's O-L-I-V-I-A-M-U-E-N-T-E-R. Oh, I follow her too. She's awesome. She's an editor at Bustle. And her stories are always hilarious. Like this week she wrote about what it's like to try and dress like Meghan Markle as a real person. And it was hilarious because first of all, and this would happen to me too, she always ended up looking like really wrinkled because how does Meghan Markle wear like so much linen Mm -hmm. and like so many structured fabrics and sit in cars but never look wrinkled? Yeah. Um, And just like talking about all the multiple outfit changes per day. She's hilarious. She also has... Really, really good style, I think. Like she, and she's really funny. And she has, I don't know where she lives, but she has a really cute apartment. She lives on the Upper East Side. Ah. She is the person. Backyard. Oh, I didn't know that. She is the person that convinced me to try Glossier's new mascara. Yes, her article on Bustle was one of the reasons I try, I wanted to try it. Oh, I saw it on her story and her, like, she did one eye with and one eye without and it looked amazing. Yes. And 
I was kind of wondering if it was all hype. So we were DMing and she's like, no, it's legit. So I ordered it. So it, it comes sometime this week and I'll, I'll let you guys know. Well, Grace already likes it. I love it. I think we have a thumbs up, but like, I don't know. I'll tell you from my side. Um, so mine is Jess Rona grooming J E S S R O N A. So she is a dog groomer and she makes these slow-mo videos set to music of like dogs who are getting blow dried. It's hilarious. My favorite one is this standard poodle to a Taylor Swift song. Grace, don't play it now because it's going to like make a ton of noise, but like we need to watch all of these afterwards. Okay. I'm now following this. There is nothing in my life that gives me more joy than her slow-mo videos. I love it so much. I love it when there's rap ones. Oh, I, it is the, it is the convergence of all of my Instagrams. That is really funny. No, it's the convergence of all of my interests on Instagram. I like it. I'm following it now, so. It's so good. What are you reading right now, Becca? Well, the only other thing I read this week was the sequel to Famous in Love, which is called Truly Madly Famously, because I needed to, the ending of this book was such a cliffhanger that I needed to keep going. I am with you right there. I read that too, and then I also read a little bit more of Waiting for Snow in Havana, which, again, it's nonfiction, and it's, like, so beautifully written, so you want to kind of soak up every single word. But I'm still, like, only, like, a third into it. I read no more of Text Me When You Get Home. I feel like you're going to be hearing about the nonfiction things we're reading. Like, it's going to be episode 100, and we're like, and we're still still reading reading. these. But mind you, we've read 85 really bad young adult books or thrillers. Yeah. So, well, maybe we'll just update you when we're done, if that's ever... Yeah. Anyway, um, so let's talk about our next book for two weeks from now. Yes. So Becca did something really fun this week on our story. She um, did a little poll and asked for kind of a reader's choice. It was like, it kind of felt like voting in March Madness brackets. That's what I was trying for. We did two sets of two books. So there were two books that were kind of like more contemporary YA, like high school drama type things. And then two that were more fantasy in, um, not in a dystopian future, but just like fantasy worlds. And then we voted on the winner of each poll against each other. And so the book that won is called To All the Boys I've Loved Before by Jenny Han. And Grace and I both have never read this. So I'm just going to read you the description on Amazon. So the description reads, what if all the crushes you ever had found out how you felt about them all at once? 16-year-old Lara Jean Song keeps her love letters in a hat box her mother gave her. But they aren't love letters that anyone else wrote for her. These are ones she's written. One for every boy she's ever loved. Five in all. When she writes, she pours her heart and soul and says the things that she would never say in real life because her letters are for her eyes only. Until the day her secret letters are... Bleh, until the day her secret letters are mailed and suddenly Lara Jean's love life goes from imaginary to out of control. Ooh, this sounds good. But also, like, she's 16 and has loved five boys. Like, I'm 36 and have loved, like, two. Yeah, but think about the high school crushes yeah, you had. Yeah, I had they're not real, real mellow, dramatic high school yeah, crushes. that's true. So everyone in our Facebook group is nuts for this series and for Jenny Han in general, and I've never read any of her books. I haven't either. And 
oh, somebody told me it's becoming a Netflix series in August, so we're getting a jump on it. Oh, God. Because I always like to read the book before the series. Yeah, same. So we're super excited to read it. Uh, Read along with us, and we'll discuss it on June, I think it's June 13th. Yes, that sounds about right. But in the meantime, what can people do to help us out? You guys, you can rate, review, or subscribe and send us your questions. So again, like those reviews in iTunes just mean so much. The other thing you can do is take a screenshot of the podcast as you're listening to it, throw it up on your Instagram story. That also helps. We're just really trying to spread the word. We're not doing this for money where we don't make money from this yet, but um, it really helps us to grow. Here's, I'm going to throw something in that's like a wild card that Grace doesn't know about. If you leave us a review and then send us a question for us to answer with like a screenshot of your review, we'll jump you to the front of the line to get answered. Oh, I like that. So it'll be like, this is our first listener's choice book. And then next week we'll do listener's choice advice. Love it. Based on people who left us reviews. Is that crazy? I like it. Let's see how it goes. We'll see. Yeah. Um, so shoot us all your questions at youngadultingpod at gmail.com or on Instagram at youngadultingpod. Yes. And leave us a rating. Do it. Please. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.